Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. My name is Jay Shalansky and my co-host is Evan Bulris. Hey, how's it going? Co-host. Co-host. Co. Co. As in together. Cooperative. Cooperative hosting. <laughs> we split the job uh, 50-20. And yeah. we'll use the 30 for whoever else wants to pick up my mess. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Little, let's let's start with a little housekeeping. Uh, so if you are a Patreon supporter of ours, uh, this week I'm going to be sending out Patreon rewards. So, oh yeah, yep, yep, so, yep. So we got a bunch of tokens. Uh, so so basically on the Patreon now we have different. Because, you know, for those of you who are just joining us, we started off as a Legion podcast, and a, and a big part of our audience is Legion. Mm-hmm. So uh, our other sister podcast, Notorious Scoundrels, which is a specifically Legion podcast, they have a big following. And so we have a Legion kind of Patreon level, and then we have a regular gaming level. And so we did token, we're doing a bunch of yeah, actually some tokens. super cool tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for both. Um, and then also, uh, we're coming up on just about one year. July will be one year of the Patreon. So some of the people who joined us at the 25 level back in July when we first started, they're going to be getting a mat and a t-shirt. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Finally, uh, it is about a year since we started that, huh? Yeah, so I started, you know, it, it, so what it's going to be for those of you who are new, like, um, if you're with us for a year, no matter when your start date is, uh, like... A few of our our Patreon sponsors right now, you're going to get an email from me that says, hey, man, thank you so much, or woman, thank you so much for supporting us for a year. What map would you like? Yeah, that's sweet. You know, and so, um, and then uh, they don't get to pick the (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Just because that's a little bit different of a stock situation, so I'm just going to send them a t-shirt. But yeah, so so if you're not a Patreon supporter, um, basically, the Patreon, I know we, we have a store, okay? But that store basically goes to like all the equipment that we can do, the <laughs> tokens on and the mats and ordering mats and getting that and shipping and all that stuff, right? The Patreon is more to support the podcasts and the live streaming events sure. and stuff that we do like that. So that money basically goes to to the podcast to, to get equipment or, you know, um, to, to help pay for things that we need to get for the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that's that's just what the Patreon is for, is to help support all the podcast stuff. And uh, and then hopefully uh, get you cool stuff every quarter, right? So if, you, if you're not a supporter of our Patreon, basically at the 10 and, tw- and uh, 25 level, you get something every quarter. So every three months, we send you something cool and unique that um, only you'll get. And then at the $5 level, I believe it's every six months you get something. So... And so, you know, we've done everything from T-shirts to tokens to order tokens to, I mean, Cards you know, and, yeah, yeah, we try to get you something, posters, we try to get you something really, really cool um, together for you. So that, you know, so you support us, but you also get something unique and cool that no one else uh, will have, which is super cool. Um, and then also, as a reminder, uh, the store is up. And so... You know, we have some of the games that we've been talking about, like Bolt Action, Blood Red Skies. We have Oak and Iron up there, mm-hmm. all the expansions and the core set. So if you're interested, um, we also have pre-orders for our 3x3 mats. So we're doing X-Wing mats now and 
space mats, quote unquote, <laughs> and uh, we're doing water mats. So if you play Blood Red Skies, or if you play Cruel Seas, or if you play Oak and Iron, we we have mats now for that three by three water mats. And uh, you know we were, were kind of joking about it, or even I was more concerned when you when you put up water mats. I'm like, well, what else? can we use yeah. besides oak and iron and so <laughs> i started thinking i'm like oh uh cruel seas victory at sea um black uh, it's not black sails uh that's the show they uh warlord has a pirate ship yeah yeah competitor um also x-wing or any plane game or yeah. the water actually looks okay so I, I i put one out and i looked at it um because i actually i bought those regrettably the original two legion mats they mm. put on two three by threes mm-hmm. and i was excited because at the time we were just scrapping for anything and they're so busy yeah that i don't like them for legion and i'm like well maybe i'll use them for x-wing i don't like them for x-wing because <laughs> you can't like it's hard to do them like x-wing's all about like space spatial awareness and then putting like uh, an asteroid token up so this is brown in the mats messy you can't see that either so i'm like yeah. well Cool. If I ever break down, these will be a cool blanket for me to keep warm with, I guess, in the back of my car. Yeah, I mean, well, that's something I think we kind of pride ourselves on, is that sometimes I wonder the people who design these, not just mats, but other items, you know, custom items for games, it's like, dude, do you even play this game? Because <laughs> it's frustrating. Sometimes. That doesn't work for like, us at all. To be fair, their second run... um, like the Hoth, the uh, Mustafar, yeah, uh, those those are better. Those are way better, right? But even then, you got like footprints that, like, if you put yeah. something on, it looks, <laughs> it looks like it just weird. ran right through it. Yeah, right? Uh, I I will give them credit that I I I like it, uh, and I right. think it's better. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. still, like like it's what's well, the um, the Hoth X Wing medal over again? Where the like they have Hoth in the corner, which is fine, and then you see like all the like you see an ATAT and ATST, but the the proportions are you want to get into it are way wrong, right? You shouldn't be able to see an right. ATAT from space, right? Or ATST <laughs> from space. So that's that's a thing. But um, overall, uh, no. Like I started thinking about like what more could we do, and uh, no, the water mats are actually they're cool, man. So for for others of you out there, like think of well, what you know, they're water mats. They don't mean uh, yeah. anything to me, yeah. right? So uh, Legion. You could have a Camino board yeah, where if you have cool. race platforms and yeah. you're going to do a skirmish, or you could get two and do a, a six by three. I think a Camino skirmish board would be wicked. So cool. there's you know, a couple of places that make the STLs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying it because I don't want to. I just don't remember. I know I've right. seen them kicking around. Um, yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, so we have a storm one that would work really well yeah, for Camino. Looks so, or, or, or something else, you know, some other water planet that has lift platforms like this is uh you know that is something that's available so just just thinking outside the box you know what you could use them for yeah um you could potentially even use them for x-wing i know that's a little harder because x-wing supposed to work in this like three-dimensional space yeah, yeah. but you know yeah. uh hey, anyways yeah. at big tournaments we've used guild ball mats when we <laughs> ran out of a uh, space mat so like it's whatever man it's all good but yeah so you know everybody out there go check them out uh let me you know if you're interested, we're pre-ordering the three by threes right now. They should be available in August, and you know, uh, check out the rest of the stuff that we're selling. It's pretty cool. Um, so now on to the podcast. So it was really interesting. Last week we we had our buddy Bailey on to talk mm-hmm. 40k. He has the Seize the Initiative podcast, uh, all about 40k. Um, and something, uh, you know, Evan and I were talking about this right right before we started the podcast, and. I was like, no, 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 hold, let's just hop on the podcast. Let's talk about it fresh so so we can kind of get it out. Uh, so 
40K is changing their battlefield size to a size that no one uses. Uh, yeah. I guess it's double what Warcry or, what, or um, uh, War Machine. Kill teams. Or kill teams, yeah. Yeah, so I guess if you owned a bunch of kill team boards, it's fine. Yeah. But, comma, uh, I, I don't. So uh, I have like one set from the original starter, but... Uh, so for those of you not in the know or don't understand what we're talking about, uh, 40K generally played on a six foot by four foot map. Yeah, they, they've standardized that size. Right, right, right. So so like bolt action, six by four. Legion, six by three, but you can use a six by four map, mm-hmm. right? And use our yep. sidebars. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's all these other games. Uh, what was that? Um, that other fantasy game? Shoot. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Rune Wars? No. <laughs> uh, also... Kings of... Uh, oh, Kings of War. Kings of War. Four by six. So everyone's adopted this yeah. size now, right? Yeah. So uh, 40K has changed it to a random number, which is <laughs> 60 inches by 44 inches. Yeah, I don't... So... It wouldn't be so bad if only one of the, the sides changed, right? Because you can just sidebar your current mat. Because, man, some of those, like, take Frontline or Fat Mat or even our mats, they're not cheap, man. Like, spending yeah. 70 or 80 bucks on the mat. And, you know, I've got a few. Like, everybody's got a few. So you're you're already 160 to 204. Like, you're yep. deep, right? That's a lot of money for just a mat that you're not. It, yes, it adds to the game, but it's not like go, taking you out to dinner or, like, you know, like right. being a part of like not a mini right so so the weird part to me is i think i would have been almost okay if you were like 60 by 48 so 48 you know would still be four foot yeah okay but you've cut six inches off because six is 72 so you've you've cut six inches off of both sides okay i can deal with that right like yeah there's ways to work around that like oh yeah. here's 40k sidebars for yeah. you know we or use our yeah. sidebars right but but now you've cut two inches off the on either side of the on the long edge. It's too so so it's it's just an odd and I'm sure there's a reason. And it sounds like um one of our uh Dustin from Jagged Brush, our paint studio, he was saying that the other two games that they have are on thirty by twenty two or something okay. like this. So this is like a double size. And I yeah. was just like, okay. The interesting thing about this whole uh, thing was I got an email like a week or two ago from Frontline Games that was like, hey, we have new mat sizes, 60 by 44. And I was like, for what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah. weirdos. Yeah. Like, all right. And I'm like, you know what? It's Frontline. They're just trying to make mats of every yeah. size. Yep. I was like, cool. All right. I don't know what that's for, but great. Okay. And then and then we found out yesterday or the day before that, it, that uh, that's what... 40k is moving to and i was like oh okay yeah it's it's you know we we pride ourselves on our mats you can use them for just about anything like we try to make them generic enough that you can do whatever right man like our desert mat you could use for gas lands and just drive cars around on it it looks good to me right um it's just frustrating because it's not a quick like i have mats that aren't ours like before i i bought mats for that and what it how do i I can still use them for other games, but I wanted to use them for 40K because that's what I'm getting into with Bailey. Like he's yeah. pulling me back in. I've, I've got like a set of white scars. I'm ready to use. I'm ready to go, man, for ninth. But uh, like yeah, at the store, we all have these. Uh, our store, they've got a bunch of mats for store use. They're all four by six. So yep. 
Are we going to have to... I mean, the probably the answer is you just tape. You put tape on the mat to show, but that stinks. Like, right. the nice thing about the mat was when there's no more mat, there's no more battlefield. There's not like... Right, well, and the thing that was good about Legion was even though they were slightly off, they were six by three. It was easy to you, fix. You just... Yeah. You just tape six inches on either end of the board, and you're done. Okay, so so back to my earlier argument, where if they did sixty by forty eight, you go, okay, I just taped six inches on either side of the long, yeah. you know, and but now you can't do that because now it's two inches off of the long it's, end too, and it's, it's like just very frustrating. And yeah. you know, it's I uh, I've I haven't been affected by it yet, right? Because ninth isn't out yet, and I don't have to go. And I'm sure like if a community is passionate, they'll find an answer, they'll fix it, they'll move on, they'll get with it. But from like our our outside looking in it's just yeah. very like i like man sorry guy who spent all this money on the like not because right frontline is more or less the mat you buy for 40k yeah right they're they're not Agreed. A, they're not official but they're about right. as close you're gonna get and then to say like oh hey yeah sorry for all those other mats here some brand new ones i'm just hitting everything as i'm like he's waving so my upset hands around he's like here. waving it uh <laughs> th- yeah i mean Okay, so it probably, I mean, I don't know enough about it uh, or about um, um, Games Workshop to, to like, say, but I'm sure it somehow makes sense to their business model and where they're heading. Like, someone had said, um, because it fits on a tabletop, like a single kitchen table, you could put yep. this mat on, right? And it's like, okay, okay, but we've all spent years and years and years. Yeah, you've, you've trained us to do 4 by 6 Prepping for the other right, one, like right? Like, it's... it's uh, I've got a, like, we made a table, or Jay made a table that's yeah. four, four by, like, a little bit bigger yeah. than four by six for stuff, right? Yeah. But it's four by six. All the gaming tables you buy yeah. are made to be, like, four by six. Right. Um, and, that, and and those are all still cool. Yeah. The, the, the question does come in, though, like, all these, like you said, stores or events that have dumped, mu- not just people, like, uh, the people are getting screwed, too. But let's talk about events right yeah. like all the events that have poured money into four by six mats and have put all this energy into that now those are all like they're not done but you gotta yeah, like, like now you gotta modify them yeah yeah that's what i mean man nothing was worse than like trying to set up legion mats before people got into like the six inch right bit thing like so we did sidebars right just to yeah. fix roll them out but before our sidebars saw people cut up yoga mats people were using tape like anything just a easy boom put it down done um uh, but taping was obnoxious. Yeah, because then like that mat's not only a legion mat, so you'd have to unrip the tape. Like it was very right, and yeah, I mean, and it was it was a pain in the butt, but it was easy, right? Because it yeah. was just two lines, six inches in, or a measure stick in, right? Boom, done, move on with your life. But now you got the the whole mat is different. Yeah, you like, tape and it's going to be impossible to tape every side and be accurate, and so. Like, do I, now do I just, like, if I'm a 40K player and I yeah. only play 40K and I got tons of four by six mats, do I just cut them? Oh, man, I guess you could. Right? Do you could I just, just cut them? If that's all I play. Don't make a mistake. Yeah. I'm just a 40K player. I yeah. don't play any, I'm not interested ever yeah. playing any other games, but I have thousands of dollars in mats. Yeah. What do I do now? Just cut them? Do I draw lines on them? What, yeah, what, what do I do? You know, I was thinking about, like, um, like we did sidebars for Legion, and I'm like, well, how hard would it be for sidebars? For this? It's kind of just obnoxious. There's really weird sizes, right? Yeah. It's not like... Maybe they'll do deployment markers? Yeah, I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, right, like, this is a very... In, in hindsight, it's uh, a frivolous complaint, but it's real for people who 
who like right you've had all these mats like what do you do right i don't think it's frivolous i think it's it's games workshop being games workshop and i i don't think this is big enough to knock down the their oh sure crowd no no, but this this feels and i just just reaction jay okay yeah is that this feels to me i wonder if this is going to feel the 40k players how i felt when they changed fantasy to age of sigma where i was just like oh okay so everything i've been buying and investing in is over now yeah i don't think it's gonna be that bad but it's still like Right, like I remember going to like Nova like last year, and you buy fat mats, and they were they were expensive, but at the time they were the best. Like yeah. you know that's where you got them, um, and some of those were expensive, man. And they had like hidden deployment lines. Right. So okay, that's actually a problem. Now I'm like kind of deep diving. So you buy these mats with like hidden deployment lines. Like that was really cool. Like like we did hidden deployment markers for ours, like for the uh, yeah middle three or middle of the map, like real easy, right? But if you don't play Legion, you would have no idea and it wouldn't matter. Correct. To you. And on like for example, um, my buddy bought uh, a city mat, and the hidden deployment lines were actually like trash. It was like uh, yeah. newspaper that was lined out for where you deploy your guys. And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool idea, right? Like that's kind of where <laughs> we got inspired by that. Yeah. Um, but on Legion, it just changes so much. You can't really do deployment as much as just like objective right. marker, right? Yeah. But, uh, so those don't really count anymore, right? Because, uh, depending on like how they change that. Yeah. I almost wish we had Bailey back on. Cause like my, the other thing I was thinking about too was, well, my big question is we don't know yet. Right. But yeah. like how much of the rules are going to change to, f- to fit that. Right. Because doesn't, isn't it specific to the four by six like there's reasons it's four by six and to spread out oh yeah the so army and- the reason they they're doing it is um the whole big thing with ninth is uh all models are going up in cost so you'll need less to bring to the table um so that's easier way to get in and the battles the i they what they said was the maps getting smaller so engagements happen quicker Mm-hmm. But it's only like two inches on a side, right? It's not yeah. like uh, you're taking a foot off. It's not like five by three, and you're just saying go for it, right? Right. Um, so it's again, um, I am. This is the only thing so far of the ninth I've been like upset about mm. that I've they've released because they changed some rules. Like Overwatch is a different thing now. Command points are different. They don't really want you like you get rewarded for keeping with a certain faction there's no it's called like souping where you'd mix different fat like yeah. this guy can mix with this guy and this guy can mix with this guy. like so that's i like everything they've done so far this is just the first one of their new things they've said that i've been i guess mostly because we deal in mats a lot and as a player it's kind of frustrating like it'd be like if legion said hey um we're not doing uh three by six anymore like the three by three it was fine right you just right. either cut your mat in half or you just buy one like there's solutions for that but they're like, we're doing a two and a half by five and a half. And we think this will right. X and Y. And it's like, what do you do? Like, yeah. if it'll say Legion 2.0 drops and they do that. And it's like, well, okay. You know, what are you we're supposed to do with all these? Like, yeah, who's, who's making like maths for this? Well, and it sounds to me like if they're making, if they're making units more expensive point wise, so now all that, all those units I've invested in that I was needed to put, it's fine for new players. It helps get new players into the game, but it kind of alienates the old players because now you're saying, hey, remember how you spent $3,000 on all these figures so that you could have this size army? Well, you only need half of them now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but uh, I, I understand that too. Um, but the idea is they're, they're trying to get more games also at like 
I think look at like skirmish for Legion. They're trying to get that kind of game into. Yeah. So they have a skirmish mode. They have a a normal competitive play mode. Then they have a grand mode. Right. And uh, I think the idea is um, they're trying to get more of those uh, uh, skirmish kind of style games. Um, and like it helped Legion a lot. Well, I mean, it seems like it. Uh, it seems like that. You know, now now from what we've seen, game the big minis games right like mm-hmm. games work the 40k uh age of sigmar and infinity right yep are all like to me the reaction has been holy crap legion's good and popular we need to like up our game and so they've yep. been changing their I formats mean, right it's competition's good for everybody right so uh uh i mean look at like the stagnant years of uh warhammer yeah. like yeah, yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. bad editions That's where it, fair. Just, it was the only guy in town so even if it was bad you didn't have anywhere else to go, right. really. So you just kind of played it. Um, so like, hope like let's say um, like you know, uh, Infinity becomes really popular, but they do something that Legion could be doing, right? Like yeah. and it, that that brings people to be better, right? Like for example, um, I've been reading through this uh, uh, Skyrim, the miniature game, the competitive miniature or the cooperative competitive miniature mm-hmm. game rulebook, and uh, I like the way they do their ready action more than I like Legions. Where it's same thing. If they end an action, you get to do something, um, but it's you don't lose it to suppression, and there's more stipulations around it. Like you have to be kind of specific about how you want to do it, um, and I think that's good. Like I, right now, like there's right uh, clones with standby is a thing, right? But before that, like standby was kind of trash, right? Like yeah. it, it was like oh fleets, cool. I'll never get to use this because <laughs> right. everybody yeah, shoots yeah, yeah, a range yeah. three, and I'll never get to you know do anything. Or uh, be, like use my ready one, um, and you only really got the standby on death troopers when you played Krennix deploy the garrison. They got a standby. You just wanted it for the aim token anyway, right? Right. So it was just like yeah. So um, I I like that. Uh, you know, when you see more miniature games, you get to see uh, what other things do. And um, but yeah, like I I'm hoping more the more games will come out. Mm-hmm. It it pushes these developers to make the game better instead of just letting it kind of like. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's a weird line, right? Because, you know, here we are kind of griping a little bit about 40K. I don't even play 40K. Uh, just looking out for, like, you know, the, uh, the, sh- the, the, the average Joe guy who, you know, only has yeah. so much money and time. But you're right. I think changing games is good because it stops it from being stagnant and it keeps it... Keeps, keeps it, it moving. Going, right? Like, I don't... Um, now, that said, I hate buying new books. Uh, I This will be... I bought one Space Marine book um, for the 8th edition. That's a way I bought the 8th edition rule book yep. when this came out. Then I bought the um, uh, chapter, pr- like whatever they're like, this book is in between until the real the real codex comes out. Then I bought the codex. And then I bought the second Space Marine codex. And now I'll be buying a third Space Marine codex. Yeah. And I've used the other two books. That's on me that I didn't use them a whole lot. But I've yeah. bought three gosh darn books you know or it could have been an app or a car right like it's now they're doing the app but like it's that's not three books later i'm like 200 well, in books yeah and i mean similarly like with eighth edition fantasy i uh, uh, we didn't know age of sigmar was coming out yet yeah and we didn't know how drastic it was going to change even if it did right so yeah. the assumption would be like yeah they'll make some rules updates you know but we'll for the most part this is going to be it you yeah know? yeah and so, like, I 
I had been playing fantasy for a while, but then a couple people that I knew were like, oh yeah, we want to, we've always wanted to play fantasy. I'm like, well, now's a great time. Like, let's play eighth edition. And so they bought books, they bought armies. I bought books to help, you know, to like build the community. And then, and then it was like ninth edition age of Sigmar now. Uh, all that is crap. Goodbye to all that. And <laughs> yep. It's no longer an army-based game. It's a skirmish-based game. And it was like... Uh, Rip. Uh, and it was hot garbage. Uh, I've heard version 2 is a lot better. I it's a lot of fun. Yep. I don't care. I haven't cared to look into it. Um, <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is buy some books and you're well, good, right? Yeah, but now we have Warlords of Erewhon, right? Uh, Which yeah. I desperately want to get on the table. I got to get my fantasy stuff back together. But like... Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Like when games change, I get that they have to to stay relevant and stay fresh from a business perspective. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, but from a gamer's perspective, it's very frustrating to stick with something because I think yeah. Legion's doing it right. I here of all the stuff and all the shit talking we'll do on Legion and Fantasy Flight. Here's what I think they're doing right. They're doing the rules reference and the and they're doing rules based on units, not based on game. So you don't have to change the game. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like you just put in a new unit. Yep. And then you can errata down the road points yeah. or do changes later. Or what you can do is uh like now they haven't done this yet, but an idea is you could take like for instance they did the upgrade, the uh unit expansion upgrades yep. for like stormtroopers all the core units right mm-hmm. you could do that again and just have a new card in there yep it'd be like oh here's the new stormtrooper rule set like they have x y and z yep. now and if you don't want to buy the expansion it's an errata you in the living rules yeah, guide yeah, yeah. and you just ever we all know that that when you, you go play right yeah. when you go play competitively we all know that's the errata um that's actually interesting you say that so the um the fallout uh, wasteland warfare um, they used to come with physical cards in the box. Yeah, now they yeah. don't, um, which people were upset about. I'm not because they have them all for free on their site. Right. So you can download every unit card, and if they need to errata it, they just change the card and be like, you can just re-download it and print it, and you're good to go. Yeah. So yeah, I do like having the physical card, and I'm, I'm going to be printing out cards to ha- like because they're easy reminders how you do stuff. But yeah. to say like, hey, so to that fact, like, hey, that stormtrooper. Um, you're not getting a card in the box, but the card's up on the site in a PDF. You can just download and change. If we have to change it, right. We just change that red die to a purple die right. or something. Well, and, well and they're doing, I mean, they did it once, but they're doing those card packs now too, right? Yep. So you could just put, you just put out a card pack. That's See, this just is like, hey, update. here's yep. updates. Here's that's the- actually, I was, I was really upset when X-Wing 1.0 didn't, um, so for the damage decks, uh, the 1.0 damage deck was fine, uh, but then more stuff came out and some of the critical cards you take would be like, lose your secondary weapon. Uh, I don't have a secondary weapon, so it's a free crit. Or there's some things in that, like um, pilot the uh, uh, one of the pilot abilities was like wicked bad. But that aside, people would take a different deck depending on what favored their army, and that's not really what they intended. But they they originally said you have to use the, the new deck right. when they put yeah. out things. Then they backed down and said yeah. no, you can use either one. <laughs> and I was actually really mad about that. I'm like no, just make the deck like five dollars or something or ten dollars and make people buy it. So what they did anytime you went to an open, they'd give you a new deck with an alt back, hoping you would use it. I did. Right. Uh, I just use always use the new deck, but um, that was very uh, like that was the first change they tried, mm. right? And actually, I, that's why I always thought they released Kylo Ren's a crew card because you could look through um, your your damage deck and pick out a pilot yep. card that you'd have to take. And the one in the old deck was wicked, way bad. It was like you're <laughs> zero and you don't have a pilot ability. Right. Whereas the new ones weren't as bad. Anyway, um, so I remember that, and I was like really mad they backed down on that. 
and then they just like you know flying elbow off the top said oh 2.0 you can throw out all that 1.0 stuff now you have to play this and there was a big like drop off when that change happened people were like oh, i'm never playing this game that's how and, we got legion players yeah like right? it's, yeah well yeah. so that's the thing is they fixed the game because man at that gen con if they didn't announce x-wing 2.0 or a fix i was out Right, you like, were talking about Blood Red Skies at that yeah, point, right? Yeah, they, they were. The game was so broken at that point, where <laughs> it was the same two lists. I didn't even need to read your list. Like I would see your ships and I'd be like, okay, I know exactly what you're gonna do. And it became like a thing where dice didn't matter for some ships. Like, oh yeah, I just do three hits. Right. Like, or yeah, you're gonna take four and a crit. Like it was so bad. <laughs> um, and then that's why I was always wondering why people didn't want the change because I'm like, dude, this is miserable. And now X Wing is like very. It's a lot more fun, though. Uh, the same people who are buying X-Wing are also buying Legion in our community, and we just started playing Legion more. Just right. Because it's new, right? It's a new yeah. thing. Um, but they that saved X-Wing. And I always thought it was funny when people complained about having to buy an upgrade pack for X-Wing. Like, oh, 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, this is, you know, they're just doing it for money. I'm like, have you played any GW game where they're like, oh, new book, $50 for the core book? Right. Like, that's just for that book that tells you how to play. That's not even for your army book right. or the additional books that go up to supplement your army. Like, I always was like, I wasn't super vocal about it but uh, i was just like dude you don't even know how good you have it after right. three years you get yeah one update and anyway um so that was good it's like that's a positive change um i know like infinity a lot of people are upset because the new edition came out or is out or is out soon i know the two-player starter is out um and then the new edition launched shortly but there's only four factions they've got rules for um for the new set uh and but there's like you know a ton of factions, and they're gonna eventually re- slowly re-release them. So a lot of people are a little uh, upset about that, and I get it because hey, I only play this one army. My army's not in the new edition. I guess I just have to wait, kind of thing. Right. Uh, that stinks, but we'll uh, you know we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Games are interesting, right? Like, and I get, I get you got to make changes and you got to make updates, but I think. Well, I like magic. Yeah, it's like magic just, just change, does whatever it wants, right, and people but, keep playing, right? But, but, I mean, games workshops gonna be the same way, right? Yeah, let's do whatever. They, I mean, to be fair, their games now are good. Uh, like overall, like the last CEO I didn't like, uh, but it felt like you they're you're buying models and the game kind of was secondary. This is like, man, you've got uh, you know, Underworlds, Warcry, Kill Team, the actual uh, 40k aos um the the board games that come out of aos are a great uh silver tower is fantastic you get oh. a hero and you play through a campaign it has an app that like saves your progress and there's like oh you're going over a a, a bridge that's desiccated one of the cards and then you have to bounce dice to, like stack them upside <laughs> yeah, to like yeah. make sure you can bounce across a bridge that was really fun and like man they're on the right track um i'd like to keep seeing them go like that because i'd like to be excited you know for that yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of players out there, and I think a lot of us play multiple games. And I and I think just trying to build that and and bring in new players is a good idea. And it's it's a good time for games. I think I was always jealous of uh, when I worked at GameStop forever. Uh, the guys who'd only come in and buy Madden, Call of Duty, and then when the new ones came out, they trade in the old ones and buy the new. That was the only two games they bought the year. The only yep. two time one time I saw me year was to trade in and buy the new stuff. And I was always jealous of that. <laughs> like, that's all they needed. They're like, yeah, no, right. that's the only two I play. And I've played everything. I've got, had a wall of PS2 games and all the stuff. And, like, my miniature, gosh, like, yeah. my backlog to build and paint is just getting out of control and all the rules I'm, like, trying to read. Uh, but I love it. Like, yeah. I do it because I like it. But also, I wish I could just be like, eh, I 
I just play, uh, uh, you know, this small miniature game. Well, Maybe I heard of it. Right. I mean, that was the whole change to the podcast, right? Was that like yeah. we tried for a year and a half to just focus on Legion, but then it was just, you know, I love Legion still and I'm still going to play, but, you know, interests vary. And so we were like, Oh, what's that shiny thing over there? Like, yeah. like the raccoon that you are. <laughs> Get uh, my paws on it. <laughs> my mitts. But um, uh, yeah. So okay. <clears throat> so that's that. Now, Evan, mm-hmm. I'd like to to tell me about a game okay. that you've never told us about before. A new game, maybe. Okay. All right. Or something that you've <laughs> played that's excited you. All right. So uh, actually, I picked up two new games over the weekend. Okay. Um, that Go on. I've really one's called Top Gun. Uh, and it's based on the Top Gun movie franchise. Um, and it, I originally saw it on the shelf because it had that the radical colors and the the 80s style that I I brand myself with mostly. Uh, so I saw that and I'm like, well, I'll take a look at this. I we quote Top Gun every time we play X Wing. Hmm. It's it's what ends up being really good. It's there's two games in it, and you play one, then you go back to the other, and you go back and forth until you hit uh, a number of points you need to win. One of them's a volleyball game, and so you take you each get a deck of cards. There's whiffs and hits, and so you yeah. put the cards down in this little net, and then you're you're sending the ball back and forth trying to get combos of cards. And depending on how good you do on that, gives you bonuses for the dogfight mode. And you move over there, and it's you're trying to get a target lock on the other guy, like in the movie, right? So uh, you you start at different positions, and the game is actually it's two to four. They they try to sell the dogfight mode as like it's fun to play with two people inside. It's not just. Just do two people. Like, um, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But right. like, there's supposed to be like one guy's like the guy flying, the other guy's a weapons engineer, right? The weapons uh, yeah. gunner. But like, you just play a card. You're not like manning a console while someone else is like doing something. I guess one guy right. can play volleyball yeah, yeah. anyway. But um, it's really good. It's pretty fast. Um, I love the art style. If you have a chance to check it out, um, Top Gun is in. It's over uh, 45 minutes, half an hour. Okay, uh, and it's mostly because some of that setup and takedown was. Uh, uh, because we just didn't have a big enough play space where we could keep both the games up in one spot, so we'd have yeah. to pull one down, move it over, put the other one out. But one was just a board you slapped down with some tiles, and the other's like the game. So that's that's super cool. Uh, but the game I'm really uh, I'm really in love with right now is uh, from Plat Hat Games. They did uh, uh, that zombie game that I love to hate and I hate to love. Um, Deadly Winter? No. Dead of, Dead Dead of, of winter. winter. That's it. Dead of Winter. Um, the I wasn't cross- sure where you're going there. Yeah, no. Like, so I, I, I think we just talked about I, this. I play but- <laughs> it, and I don't know. I have a lot of emotions about it, but I can't ever tell you if they're positive or negative. I know yep. every time it comes out, I'm just like full of like anxiety. Maybe um, Dead of Winter is a crossroads game where somebody does like on someone's turn, someone pulls up a card, and if they do a certain action, you read the card, and something happens. That's the crossroads system. Um, different choices mostly. So they did that. They did a game called Seafall, which was a legacy crossroads game. I don't didn't really like that one. Um, but this one is called Forgotten Waters. Um, holy smokes, it's super cool. So you make a pirate, uh, you pull out a page out of this pirate page, and you write on it, and you write like, it's, so it's a little legacy, but not really. Um, and so you do, first thing you do is you make an Mad Lib about your character's backstory, which is super fun. <laughs> uh, and then you, someone's the ship cartographer, so they name the ship, and like certain events happen on the ship that they keep track of, and everyone gets certain boards to keep track of, like little, like, like how many crew you have, how many supplies you have. Yeah, You put the game board in the middle, um, put your pieces down, you put out this adventure book, and then you either use a computer or an app. And as you move, it'll tell you, like, put in, like, 001. And then it's you get a narrated scenario 
Uh, it's actually the guy <laughs> who did uh, Vegeta's voice acting. I don't remember his name, but we, uh, from uh, for, Dragon so, Ball Z, yeah, um, Vegeta from. But so Dragon when he gets Ball mad, Z. you can kind of hear it just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so it reads out this thing to you, and Kakarot, then, dude. It's, uh, it's so good when he. Um, <laughs> And uh, so he reads out the scenario to you, and then you play through it, or like, this thing happens to you. Choose this. Do yeah. this. Um, here's the scenario. What do you do? And how you're supposed to play the game is you get 40 seconds. It plays, uh, like, you can think you can play it alone maybe if you want, but it's, like, recommended for three to seven people. Okay. And uh, so you put the board down, and you have a bunch of actions you're going to take on your turn. Now, and right to the right of those actions is what they actually do. You have 40 seconds to pick an action. And so what it recommends doing is, like, don't read what they do. Just use the, the colors and then the icons to assume that's what you want to do. Right. And that, that's, it creates a little bit more fun when you're not, like, metagaming it. You're just like, oh, I want to talk to the captain, right? Yeah. You put the guy down. Um, so everyone throws their guy down. Then you go from top to bottom to, to figure out what happens. But there's five scenarios that come in it. Um, and there, I mean, the first one was, like, I think we it has a save point too. So when you get to a certain spot in the game, and the scenario goes, "Hey, here's a good stopping point. If you got something else to do, write down where you're at." Yeah, and then you can come back later and oh, finish that's, it. Yeah, that's good. That's super cool. So we played through the first one. Took like four hours, and then we did the second one. That was another four hours. And if you play through it again, the beginning and the end are the same, but the journey's different because there's different random tiles you're gonna oh, pull. Oh, yeah. So each time you play, it's different, even though it's the same like ending. And then as you're playing. You're trying to level up your pirate to get your good, your bad, good, or legendary ending. So it's cooperative. You're all working together, but you're also trying to get your ending. Like uh, it really blew me away. That's um, awesome. Super cool. I've been talking to the their team, and we're hopefully we might have one of their uh, devs on to talk to us about the game and just yeah, because like, it's super in, like uh, Forgotten Waters. It's super interesting. I was really I bought it kind of on a whim. I remember seeing it uh, uh, marketed on Minter's Market, and I'm like, oh. Uh, pirate crossroads games all right you know pirates are kind of in our our thing right now with oak and iron sea of thieves and everything i'll give that a shot and then uh i picked it up and we played some top gun we're like hee hee this is funny uh and then my buddy's roommate came in and uh came back from work and he's like you know can we all play a game I'm like yeah, yeah of course yeah we'll find something so i'm like oh i just got forgotten waters and i was reading the rule book's pretty pretty breezy it's like four or five pages it tells you what like if certain scenarios happen because most of the time you just do what the app says and so uh you like move your boat and then uh, we're on 35. Oh crap, it's a storm. And you flip to the page in the adventure book and you get a nice full art thing. And uh, like, you know, we're fighting a megalodon at one point and that was super cool. Uh, or a crack in. And then like they play like a little music or action behind it when you're doing <laughs> stuff. It's really like, I was really, what they can pack into the $60 product. Um, I'm honest, like other game developers should be ashamed. Like, That's awesome. For the amount of stuff they could, uh, shame may be harsh. But, right. Uh, for the amount of replayability and cool, like I was playing with my two, one guy loves board games. One guy kind of loves them and pandemic legacy. Like we all burned through that. And I was like our favorite legacy yeah. season one, season two kind of stunk season one. Fantastic. Okay. Um, but we're like, I'm up there. I'm like, maybe this tops that out of like most fun. I've just had out of a box. There wasn't a ton of learning. So teaching it's real easy. Hmm. Um, that's actually a big thing to me. If you can get into it and have fun. Yeah. You could probably burn through it and, like get to all through all scenarios and be like, man, I'm good. I don't, I don't play this again. But right. you're gonna get like four. There's five scenarios, about twenty hours, maybe that's sixteen a, to twenty. That's hours awesome. Out of a board game, yeah. And honestly, with with how things are, I'm lucky if I get to play any of my board games more than three times. 
if they're not like Splendor or something quick, yeah, like if yeah. they're a big one, I got it. Because then you got to teach everybody all the rules. And... Right. And then if it's gone a long time, like you forgot how to yeah, play this. Yeah, I don't like, want to learn crap, it again. I got to like, oh, again. Yeah. do Splendor again. Right. So that's uh, that one actually, um, I got to reach out to them again because they said they'd be interested to come on cool. uh, and get him on. I'd love to pick his brain about that game. Yeah. Because um, that, yeah, it was really just, it shocked me how, how much I liked it. Because uh, I, I went in with no reviews, no anything. I just saw the box art. Like pirates and his mm-hmm. crossroads, and then uh, the guy at the shop was like, "Yo, I've played through the first scenario like three times, different people." Like he's just started going. He's like, "You know, like the like the Mad Libs is funny, uh, uh, but no, that's that's very excellent, um, awesome." But yeah, that and Top Gun, Top Gun, it was nice too because I think that's like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. So it's not, uh, it's a fun two player game, and it's not like real expensive. So it's mm. you can you can usually catch it on a sale, but. Uh, it's not too bad to give it a shot, especially with the Top Gun movie coming out in December, question mark. Right. Uh, so along that line, movies coming out at some point. Yeah. So the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, my recommendation is the Ghostbusters game, the, the, oh, miniature, the miniature game. Yeah. yeah, that came out a while ago. So um, I got it. That was by... Cryptozoic. Oh, okay. Yep. Entertainment. Yep. Yep. So the reason you're thinking it's like Cool Mini is it's very similar to Zombie Side and uh, Massive Darkness. It's a dungeon crawl tile game where you build out the board with these tiles and then you have the Ghostbusters go through and you have to defeat the ghosts. And then there's all these scenarios in it. Um, If you're into Ghostbusters, which most people are, and you're into miniature games and you want to check it out, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It was a Kickstarter a few years ago. I believe they've made a second one, but the the first one with the minis is amazing and it's, it's a really fun game and easy to get people into and one of those games that like... You could get a lot more people to play it, similar to Star Wars, like with Legion. It's because yeah, it's the Ghostbusters. The IP, IP right. sells it. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, the game, you mentioned it a while ago. Um, that miniature game, the fancy one that we're going to get into, uh, Legends, the Aragon, Warlords of Erewhon, L- L- Warlords of Erewhon. So I was uh, I was looking for miniatures, right? Yeah, I've got some. Go on. But uh, so Fancy Flight has a fantasy miniature game that kind of. Didn't work out, but the miniatures are super cheap and yeah. they work real great. So I can get a uh, a thing of mounted knights for like fifteen bucks. Oh snap! For a Rune Wars, yeah. So they fifteen bucks uh, or all the elves, the undead, the a core box used to be one hundred twenty seven dollars. I might even yeah. have some somewhere. Just awesome. Like, so I'm just got like all these undead and like pikemen I'm ready to use. Yeah, I think I think we talked about it last time, but yeah, I mean that's why. So we're getting there. We're um, starting actually this Friday. We're gonna be live streaming different games, so yeah, just, we'll have the stream up all day, and we'll just kind of we we'll see games kind of come on and come off. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if Warlords of Erewhon will be one, but eventually we'll get to it. But yep. yeah, I'm really excited because anything that allows me to take things I've already bought yeah, and play their game no, with yeah. it, uh, I'm in. That's why I really like Offspring Games because uh, 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 Frostgrave is just anything you own. You could use like nickels and dimes if you really right. wanted to and play it, uh, or like Gaslands. Yeah, you know, like um, Hot Wheels cars, are like yeah. a couple dollars. Yeah, Even yeah, for the yeah. generic ones, like they're like make a game out of it. You gotta, we gotta play that game. You gotta show me how to play. Gaslands, yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Um, uh, cool, yeah. And uh, let's see what else. Um, I think that's it for today, right? What yeah. Um, what do you got? What do you? You know, we got. Oh, um, I'm really excited about this. So we got some Conflict 47 stuff coming in that oh, goes nice. along with that Band of Brothers 
core set. Nice. And so we're going to put those together and we'll get the game of that. And then we got Blood and Plunder that we got to get in a game. Yep. Um, and so hopefully um, what I'd like to start doing is we'll start playing these new games and then come and talk about them. Um, and then we'll start having creators on again and interviewing people. So we got, we got a list that we're reaching out to and trying to line up now. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more creators and introduce you guys to some more games and other than that, you know, just uh, keep keep listening to the podcast and check out uh, our YouTube channel for, for updates. Excellent. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Everyone, stay rad. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production. <laughs>